This is The Book of Life, a podcast that uncovers life lessons from Judaism's most important book, helping you power your day with purpose. Here is Ruchi Koval. There's a big debate in the world of synagogue leadership as to whether young children should be allowed to come to services. So on the one hand, we want to make our synagogues warm and welcoming places for people of all ages. And we also want to encourage and incentivize younger parents to come to synagogue, right? If we disallow their young kids from coming, it will make it much harder for them to come as well. And it also sends a signal that our synagogues do not truly have open doors. On the other hand, when there are young kids in a synagogue, there's often a lack of decorum and kids can run around, make noise, distract the other attendees from the service, and make it difficult to pay attention and hear. Young kids also can get into trouble, raid the candy stash, make a mess in the bathroom. Okay, I probably know a little too much about this topic, but in our community's long history of synagogue leadership, most synagogues have fallen squarely on one or the other side of the debate. Little kids, yes or no. And I can really see both sides. I remember once over 20 years ago when my young family was traveling from Israel to the U.S. to visit with our parents for Passover. At that time, we had a toddler and a baby, and I was holding my infant son over my arm while I was trying to navigate down this narrow aisle of the airplane when my son leans over and proceeds to throw up all over his unsuspecting victim, a man sitting in the aisle seat preparing for his flight. Can I just interject that I do not miss those trips at all? So I just stood there, completely horrified, apologizing profusely. And the man looks at me and announces loudly, people should not travel with young children. I mean, listen, I totally understood his outrage. But of course, the first thing that came to mind was, well, what are we supposed to do? Leave them at home by themselves? On the one hand, we want our adult spaces to be decorous and dignified. But as parents of young children, we also want to include our children in the spaces that are important to us, right? And to share our experiences with them and to have them be able to live the fullness and richness of life. In our Torah portion this week, we encounter a little-known mitzvah called hakel. Hakel was a ceremony that took place in temple times once every seven years on the holiday of Sukkot. The entire nation would come together at the temple to hear the king read several selected passages from the Torah on the themes of allegiance to God, upholding the covenant of Judaism, and the concepts of reward and consequences. The purpose of the ceremony was national and public affirmation of Torah. Who was to attend the ceremony? Every single man, woman, and child in the entire nation. The Talmud asks the following question. Why was it important for small children to be there? They were not old enough to understand what was being read or to participate in the affirmation of the covenant or the acceptance of rewards and consequences. So why was it important for them to come? The Talmud answers, to bring reward to those who bring them. 
That means that by bringing their young children, the parents were demonstrating that this was an important and significant event, important and significant enough that they wanted their kids to experience it in their youngest and earliest memories. Bringing your young children is a way of showing what you value and what you want your kids to experience. Many years ago, when I was a little girl, my grandparents lived in the Bronx, New York, and we used to travel to visit them for holidays and other occasions. I remember so clearly being a little girl in that small house at 2451 Barnes Avenue in Pelham Parkway. When I would wake up in the early hours on Shabbat morning, I would hear the sound of my grandfather of blessed memory, who was a cantor, reviewing and preparing to read the Torah at synagogue later that morning. As I'm drifting in and out of my early morning sleep, I would hear his soft sing-song chanting the trope of the Hebrew words of that week's Torah portion. To me, that was the sweetest sound on earth. When I thought back on this as an adult, it occurred to me how formative those memories were when, in my earliest years, I was exposed to the sound of Torah in the loving and beautiful voice of my grandfather. And years later, when I was married and had children of my own, my husband used to go out every morning for an early morning Torah study session with his study partner. I thought of my memories of my grandfather and asked my husband if perhaps he and his study partner could instead have their session in our home so that when our kids woke up, those were the sounds they would hear in their early morning hours of sleep and wakefulness, the sounds of their father and his study partner studying Torah together, the sounds of Judaism, the sounds of Hebrew, the sounds of engagement in Jewish life and living. For me, this was one of the most powerful benefits of the early days of the COVID lockdown. My husband, who is a rabbi, had all his Torah study sessions at home, on Zoom, or on the phone, and so did I. So our house was filled with the sounds of prayer and the sounds of teaching and learning Torah, whereas before, many of those activities had taken place away from our kids and even away from each other in our synagogues and our offices. But now, we all got to hear each other's Jewish engagement and the beautiful richness of our tradition. This is what I want my kids to hear from the time that they are old enough to hear until and through their adulthood, and even through my adulthood. So let's remember this mitzvah of the HaKel gathering, and let's remind ourselves that what's important to us is what we should expose our kids to, no matter how old they are. And let's choose those experiences mindfully in order to maximize and augment our Jewish influence. This is the Book of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Ruchi again next time for more meaning and inspiration from Judaism's most important book to power your day with purpose. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.